Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode... Thing. I mean, it's like all smoke and mirrors, this podcast and malarkey. I sometimes just let people into like the nonsense that goes on behind the scenes. So I'm like, I'm just figuring this out. And, you know, four yeah. years later on doing this podcast, I'm still figuring it out. And I think that's the joy of like the connection with people online and just like making it happen. And we yeah. are making it happen on this lovely Friday morning. Kiana exactly. Walker, thank yeah. you so much for being on the Bra on the Brave. So I was waffling on before we started this recording, but... I came across your work online and as a dancer, the minute I saw you move, I was like, what is, what, what is this? I need to know more. Like the strength, athleticism, the creativity, um, just yeah, the connection that you clearly have to your body is just like so evident. So I was desperate to get on the podcast. I'm delighted that you're here, albeit online. Um, so I'm interested, like what is your dance background? How did you come to become a performer and a dancer and a teacher and an entrepreneur. Yes, thank you so much, by the way, for those kind words. I really, really appreciate it. Very flattered. Um, but I'll go back uh, to when I was, you know, a young girl. I was about seven years old and my parents put me into synchronized swimming. So I did synchronized swimming for a, a good amount of summers. Um, and uh, that, I think, really introduced me to uh, things that only now or only when I started pole, I was like, ah, that helped, that helped. So things like active flexibility, just flexibility in general, um, of course, doing like like a lot of core conditioning as well. Cause when you're doing synchronized swimming, you're literally dancing inverted in water. It is, people don't give synchro enough credit. It is, and, and by the way, you're holding your breath. <laughs> like <laughs> there's just it, so I many mean, elements. It blows my tiny mind as someone who can't swim. <laughs> Like the fact that like the things that you know synchronized swimmers can do in the water just like that's another level of fitness and like you know precision and yeah and like to be doing it with other people and doing it beautifully like it it, it blows my mind like I'll give it all the credit anytime I've seen it and I've never met anybody that's that does it so yeah this is you're you're blowing me away again yeah Um, well, I'm from Montreal and Synchro is actually quite big in Montreal. Um, so yeah, I competed and, um, it was just a really, really good sport to get into as a young girl. And then after I also, um, was a track and field runner. So, um, uh, in, in regards to like my cardio, I was very, I had really good cardio because my uh, distance was 800 meters to a thousand meters. So I was kind of, they, they call that middle distance and that was my game. Like I, so I had quite good endurance, um, I think just naturally. Um, and I, maybe that was due also to, to synchronized swimming, who knows, but there was just a lot of um, things that, you know, that I, I trained in the past that have helped me with pole today. Because of course now when I'm competing, I'm doing pieces for four minutes, five minutes. So that takes a lot of muscle endurance. Um, And then fast forward a few more years, I also played around with um, cheerleading. That was super fun. I competed with that as well. And that helped me with power, with acrobatics. um, And also there is a dance element to cheerleading as well. So 
there was just some things that have led me to um, to do to do pole dance the way that I do. And last thing, also, I also studied theater. So being on on stage has never really scared me much, uh, just because I, I did that in high school. We did plays, we did we played around with comedy, we did some serious plays as well. So so then like just being a pole dancer now has it just feels natural. It, it almost feels like the natural progression of all the things that I've done. Um, and yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. It sounds like it. it sounds like just everything that like you say that you've learned and that you've taken from such a young age of just being physical and that being a really important aspect in your life um mm-hmm. and but also being creative you know creative in terms of the cheerleading and the theater work as well like as a young person um but I wonder was it always your goal to do something physical as your profession mm, no it was not so I actually saw myself working in tv I always wanted to be a television reporter so uh, I, I I spent a lot of time uh, doing internships interviewing different types of artists um, on camera specifically that that was kind of like my my goal and I I really wanted to work in the media very much so Um, I saw myself uh, like moving to Toronto as well just because Toronto is kind of that media hub in in Canada Mm -hmm. so that's where I saw myself going Um, I even at one point when I was 20 years old I did a whole year abroad to study in LA and I, I did that specifically just because I wanted to be in, you know, the the center of entertainment to see what it what it's like. So I even got an internship there where I worked as a reporter. I did a couple red carpet events. Um, wow. So that was very much I, like my future in my mind, um, especially that moment where I got I once got a, a gig where I got to work the red carpet for um, it, it was the, the the grand opening of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. So there were right. a lot of big celebs there that were there because the grand opening, by the way, is just media night. So it's not open to the public uh, yet. Mm-hmm. It was just celebrities and media and press. And that was one of the nights. So I was like, this is going to be my future. Like, I'm going to just be working on the, on, on red carpets. And uh, unfortunately, the main three Harry Potter people weren't there. But uh, there was still like, you know, Draco Malfoy uh, was there. Um, and uh, also like uh, Ron, uh, sorry, who are the the, the Weasley brothers? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, got to interview them and stuff like that. It was really fun. It was really fun. And I was like, is this for real? Um, even though it was just an internship, it, I, I genuinely felt like, you know, this was going to lead me to the, the next part of my life. But mm. then um, after that year abroad, I came back to, to Montreal. And then after I was just really wanting to get back into pole because uh, I forgot to mention that the year before I went abroad, I had tried pole dancing, but I, I just didn't. I loved it so much, but I felt like as though I was I was struggling with staying consistent with it. Especially when I went abroad, I had to stop because LA is very expensive. As a student, I could not afford to also pay for pole dancing classes, which is which is an expensive sport. I couldn't afford, so I just said, okay, I'm gonna put a pause on pole while I go to LA, and after when I come back to Montreal, I'm going to resume my pole career or whatever. Um, and then after I get back to Montreal, and then I just went like so deep into pole. I got a pole, I put it in my house with my mom. My mom helped me install it in my house. I was taking so many classes and I was just like so deep into it. And uh, then after that, um, so this was now my last year of university. Uh, 
uh, after university, I was wanting to travel one more time. I don't know why I said one more time, but in that time, I was like, I want to do one more trip um, mm -hmm. because I just felt like, you know, that you can't travel all the time, you know, that that, that was kind of my, my, my headspace then, not anymore, by the way. But so I was like, you know what, I'm going to move, I, I want to do like one more, like, like abroad thing. So my sister uh, at the time was living in Australia. And she was like, how about you come to Australia, you would love it here. It's really cool. It's a really cool spot. And I was like, you know what, like, why not? Like, I just, I'm, I'm going to graduate university. I have nothing else to really, well, of course, I still have my dream of working as a reporter, but that can wait yeah. a little bit if I want to travel. So then I went to Australia. And then that is when it went like my 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 goal of just being a reporter went down. And then after my goal of becoming a pro pole dancer went up because the um, the the, scene, the the pole scene in Australia is really, really vibrant. Um, and it is. Yeah. yeah, it is definitely like the Mecca, I would say, of pole. Um, well, there are hey, some, I did not know the, that. Yeah, yeah. Some of the most legendary pole dancers are from Australia. So living there and being in that space, um, I, I was, of course, training. But then mm. after, like, everyone competes there. It was just like a very common thing. People compete. So people were like, oh, are you going to compete? And I was like, um, yeah, like, I guess, you know, like, you just feel almost you know, not peer pressure, but you just get really sucked into this world. So I, I started to compete. And then after I started to teach, and then after one thing led to another, and I was like, okay, well, I think I want to just do this instead. Like, yeah. the more I just, you know, went deeper in the world of pole, it, it just it set my, my soul on fire way more than, you know, what I what I think, you know, working as a reporter would have. Um, yeah. And who knows maybe one day down the line i'll be able to really merge both who knows but for now i'm I'm happy doing what i'm doing well i mean the list of accolades and the things that you are already doing and achieving on a you know on a regular basis in terms of running your own business and teaching and dancing and performing you can you can do it all and you you can have it all and i think it is just like tapping into your passions and what you feel most kind of connected to at that time and it's came up in the podcast quite a lot like that subject of should you hone in on one thing you know should you be a jack of all trades and does that mean you're a master of none and as someone who likes to dabble I'll say it like I'm a professional dabbler I think it is really important to tap into all of those skills because they do all feed each other and they all kind of connect you know your history as an athlete as a young person but also your theatre background and then the want to work in TV and media it all makes sense it absolutely yeah. makes sense that you're doing what you're doing now and you're doing it at a level of huge success and that's because of who you are and the skills that you've got that didn't just happen you made that happen and I, I mean just speaking to you now I'm like you're, you come across as such like a determined person but also like inquisitive and adventurous like the fact that you went abroad and stuff like I'm like that's really impressive that you mm -hmm. left home and you went and did those things you went after those things that you want and you were like yeah I'll just I'll just go to Australia and I'll see what happens like I think that's that's brilliant that that that's impressive to me in itself Mm, yes, I'm I'm very, very lucky that my older sister, Alexa, she is like the the traveler, like of the family. So oh, yeah. right now she's in Ghana. She just she just got got to Ghana yesterday or two days wow. ago. Yeah. So she spent a lot of her years in Africa. She's also um, she's lived in Australia. She yeah, she is definitely like a huge inspiration of mine because she's the one that kind of uh, inspired me to just to go and see the world. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have done what I, ha like like even the whole LA thing, 
it's because she did her uh, year abroad in Melbourne, Australia. So when she did that, I was like, I want to do that, you know? So then I chose yes. LA. So um, yeah, I think it was just seeing my older sister just, you know, take like, you know, take the world by storm and just go and explore new places. That was that was a big, um, a big, a big message to me that I can do that as well. And I'm very grateful that my parents also allowed that too, because I know that not all parents would have supported that, but they were like, if that's what you want to do, go and do it. Um, and I definitely had it easier since I'm the younger sister. So she had to go through, you know, probably more resistance, but um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she paved the way for you. Like, thank you very much. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, it just, it, it fascinates me, like the whole pole dancing world. So as a dancer, I have never, I've never even, I don't even think I've put my hand on a pole before, like never been near a pole. My sister actually, she went to pole dancing classes, so she's also a dancer. Um, and I've got like a kind of slightly similar background to you in terms of the cheer, because I was a pro cheerleader for four years. But awesome. yeah, we've always danced, the two of us. And then I remember just like her going to these classes and she, I remember her saying like how completely different it was to anything that she'd done before, just because of that level of strength that's required. And actually after that, she then became... A bodybuilder and did bodybuilding competitions and she went into that world and even yeah. the competing world because as a dancer I didn't do competitions growing up it was exams and and performances mm. and now sometimes I judge at dance competitions and that competitive element at first it, it was a wee bit like not jarring but I was just like this is totally alien to me and I wasn't fully aware that actually in pole dancing that is quite a massive part of the community is these competitions Yes, yes. The the competitions, I think those nights are the nights where you're just like, oh, I want to do this like more, you know, you, right. you just fall in love with just like it, it's it's a high that you'll never get <laughs> from anything else. You know what I mean? Yeah, competitions are big. Also, what I also love about the pole world is that there's different types of competitions. So, okay. for example, tomorrow I'm going to a competition. Um, it's uh, taking place at the, the Classic Grand, which is in Glasgow, um, and it's called Authentics. The Authentics would be more of e an erotic competition, um, a very, very sensual, and it's all about really exploring your sexuality and being proud of it. And not, and so really, there's no shame there, and it's such an empowering space because like we're not doing it for any well I, i'm not i'm not performing by the way i'm just going to watch and support uh, my friends um but like like you you would think that going into those spaces um there would be maybe some sort of like i don't know criticism or or stigma but there is not ab absolutely not not because everyone there is there to celebrate our body celebrate our sexuality so it's just a really really empowering space and um yeah so i'm excited for that but then after there's also some competitions that are a lot more athletic in the sense that not to say that tomorrow is not athletic, but I'm just saying like like you would you would see that the, the style is a bit more conservative, um, where you know the costumes are a little bit more covered up. There's more coverage, um, and there's going to be less of that sexy element and more sporty. So it really just depends on what competition you want to enter. It's really and for anyone that wants to you know go to a comp or com or compete in a comp, it's really important that you do the research and you see what 
what the competition is all about. And then on top of that, there's also different categories within the, the competition. So of course there's like amateur and then after there is semi-pro, there's pro. So um, tomorrow is a, a competition with all of the categories. So it's from amateur all the way to pro. So it's gonna be, it's, it's gonna be a long day, <laughs> but I'm looking yeah. forward to it. But you'll, you'll do like, you'll go to some competitions, for example, where it's just semi-pro and pro. And then after some competitions are maybe just junior and amateur. Junior, by the way, is is generally like kids, people under 18. There's just such a variety of competitions. Um, yeah. And that, that's exciting because there's a little bit of, of everything for everyone. You don't need to be a pro to compete. That's important because a lot of people want to know what it feels like to compete, but they're maybe not a professional pole dancer. They maybe have only been doing pole for two years but they still want to be on stage and show show the people what they got you know so of course yeah, yeah. no totally and like you know now that I do judge the odd dance competition when I started to judge I was like everyone's having fun everyone was celebrating everybody's strengths it was great to see people win their category and other people celebrate that and you know that there's like that competition is is like healthy you know mm-hmm. and that it, yeah. it doesn't take away from the art or what you're doing like I think it's important to have competition you know I mean like it also lets you see how you come are coming on as a performer or a dancer or an athlete or whatever your sport is so yeah I think like I think what I struggled with was dance in a competitive space having not been in that world before but actually dance is a sport so why would it not have a competition element to it Exactly. And if and for those that don't want to compete, then after you don't have to, you know, like it, it, you shouldn't be able to have the choice. And yes. um, I for, for me, I'm very selective about when I compete. I need to know that I am going to be able to give my all in for, for that competition. I don't want to be, you know, like just putting together a piece in less than, than a month. I want to have, you know, some time to put together a concept, a costume, you know, have it all figured figured out. Um, that's why I don't just sign up for competitions like all the time. I know I I, I have to be like, and, and that's just how I am, you know. So mm. the last time I competed was in April of last year, um, and I'm okay with that. When will I compete next? I have no idea, but I'm not. I'm really not in a rush. Um, I I like to just kind of wait for it to come to me, and that and that's how I am when it comes to competitions. So how far into your pole kind of adventure are you? Like how many years down the line are we now in terms yeah, of when so, you started doing it? Yeah, so I started in 2015. And then after I took that one year off to go and um, live in LA. Um, so yeah, I've been doing it for about seven years now. Yeah, seven years. I mean, years. like the level that you are at, it's incredible. Like watching it, I'm, it's just one of those things you're like, how, how is she doing that? How is that actually humanly possible? Like, it is incredible. And I wonder, like, I, I would assume that it's like a daily practice and that it's a discipline to get to the level that you're at. Yes, um, I train about five to six times a week, but mm-hmm. I also, like, I teach a lot as well. So, like, I still would consider, like, let's just say yesterday I taught three hours, um uh, but which is that's like the norm and then after i also did a little bit of training so like even though i only taught for uh, i taught for three hours and you know moved for myself for about 30 minutes to 45 minutes that's still to me like that's a training day you know what i mean like i still moved i still worked hard um uh, but but 
there there are some days where I really want to just not be on the pole, like not touch the pole. So tomorrow, for example, I'm just going to that competition to watch and support. So I won't be training tomorrow. Tomorrow's a rest day. But then after Sunday, I'll be training again. It is hard when you are an instructor to also, you know, um, that's the hardest part about being an instructor is also making time for your own training. I struggle with it so much. Um, I, I'm still, I still have not perfected it. I really just try my best to shove it in when I can, either before my privates or after my classes or here and there. Mm. Um, I, I also have to check in with my body and see how I'm feeling, you know? Um, but yeah, that's definitely the hardest part about being an instructor. I would imagine it's not just training in the pool necessarily. Like, is it strength training in the gym? Is it walking? Is it running? Is it dancing away from the pool? Is it a combination of it all? So I also, I, I train flexibility so that, that doesn't require, um, you know, the pole. I just have a mat and, I, and I'll do like my splits and my back bends. Um, I, I do love flexibility because one of the things I forgot to mention is that I do really love yoga. My, my practice of doing yoga for many years before pole also helped with, with pole too. So I forgot to mention that earlier, but yeah. So I love to just stretch, put on a nice stretch playlist and just go deep into my splits or deep into my back bends. Um, and then after, in terms of other training, I do sometimes I work on my inversions. Inversions is pretty much like forearm stands, chest stands, shoulder stands. I do a little bit of handstand training as well, but I'm not in, in no way am I like a pro at inversions. I just really enjoy doing them. And then after I also do floor work. So floor work is when you are pretty much just on the ground. You don't really, you don't need a pole. Um, I, I like to do my floor work with knee pads and heels, uh, boots to be specific. And I like to do really acrobatic type types of of movements and um it, it's like a it's kind of like for me um, a mixture of dance and acrobatics on the floor yeah which yeah and all your videos online they're just incredible like that choreographic element the creativity really impressive um Thank and you. earlier on you'd kind of alluded to you were talking about the competitions and stuff and you were saying like there's different levels and there's also different kind of uh, approaches for want mm -hmm. of a better word in terms of yes. like that kind of um exploring like or celebrating sexuality and what people would wear I mean I'm guessing like you can't wear a lot because you have to connect your body with a pole and you have to stay up there so I would imagine that there is an an element of having to have you know skin on show skin available to connect with a pole so that's just from like a kind of actual technique point of view but in terms of like what you would wear or what people choose to wear pole dancing like the boots and stuff is there a history with that in terms of like where that look came from like the really really high boots with the big platforms and what what is the story of pole dancing because I'm it, it's totally alien to me yeah so it all comes from strippers and sex workers so it's really really important that we acknowledge the history and we don't you know um separate ourselves from strippers and sex workers, we have to, we celebrate them, you know what I mean? And there is going to be, there is a, a little bit of tension sometimes in the pole world due to this, because there are some people that are like, oh, this is pole fitness. And, you know, they, they try to distance or um, distance themselves from that, which in my opinion, I think I feel like that's disrespectful because these are people that have worked so hard to really pave the way for you to do to, for you to be able to do what you're doing. And um, 
it's 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 just it's rude if you are gonna like try to erase that you know they're they're the trailblazers so you you want to be able to thank thank them acknowledge them and celebrate them and uh, um so yeah in in regards to the the high heels that's where it comes from and i absolutely love wearing heels not only because you know it makes me feel like a badass but i i also feel like you know it just gives a little bit it gives my legs a little bit more length it makes my splits look a little bit more like showy it's like whoa when you're when you do splits because i'm five four you know so i'm not very, very tall and there's nothing wrong with being five four i i, I actually love my height but yeah when i wear when i wear my my heels and i go into the splits it like especially in a picture or on on stage it just has more of that wow factor and yeah. I also love heels because um, there's there's some like movements that you can do with your legs. And when you wear the heels, it creates this really cool illusion. Um, and uh, yeah, there are definitely like, you know, some people that have mastered th that type of um, element in their dance. I um, you know, still getting good at it or still trying to get good at it. But yeah, it's all just, you know, um, a practice. It's it's a journey. But yeah, I'm I'm all for wearing heels. I have many, many pairs. And yeah, they're they're just one of those staples for me that I, I need to have heels wherever I go. Like if I'm like I'm going to going when I when I go home to visit my uh, um, my family in Canada always pack heels, always pack heels, <laughs> yes. you know, like going to Thailand next next week, pack heels, obviously, like you just have to pack heels that that's just like a wardrobe staple for me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, thank yeah. you for explaining that. Because I, th I think you're I, I mean, I absolutely 100% agree with you in terms of like the legacy and the history of it, like it's important to celebrate and acknowledge the people that like you say, were tailblazers and, and continue to be and um, also, what was interesting to me when you were saying um, just about th that expression of, you know, your body and your sexuality and people doing the competitions or going to classes and stuff. I'm sure as a tutor, I mean, I, I know as a dance teacher, like holding space for people is really, really mm -hmm. like such a privilege. And being in the room and asking people to move their bodies in any sort of capacity, professional or amateur or otherwise, can be quite daunting for people. Like it's not Absolutely. necessarily everybody's favourite thing to do or that they would love to do it. But doing it in a public space is really daunting. I would imagine then that the added level of having to have a certain amount of skin on show, do you feel like as a as a tutor, that's something that, you know, is that empowerment that you're giving to other people when they come into the room and they're like, I want to do this thing, but there's all these barriers that I have to overcome. Yes, yes, for sure. And I, I always tell students that at the beginning that's so normal like at the beginning of anyone's pole journey it's normal that when you come to your class you're going to be fully covered and i'm not laughing at all but like it is interesting to see like you know when they come in first they're wearing you know big baggy t-shirts so when i'm trying to teach them how to do like a move and they need you know the armpit grip they genuinely will keep the t-shirt on and then roll their sleeve up just to get the armpit grip and then uh, they'll be wearing long shorts usually and that's okay and then after you know I, I i see them two or three months later and then after i'm like okay armpit grip they take off the shirt and now they're in their sports bra you know and then yes. after the shorts just get slightly <laughs> higher cut higher cut and so we do like you know we we smile at it because it's almost like like you'll see even some instagram reels where it's like first day of pole and they're fully covered and after it's like five years in and they're like wearing thongs you know what i mean yes. and it's just because your confidence level will go up 
it's um it, it's it's a very common thing like yourself your self-esteem when it comes to pole you just become a lot more comfortable in your own skin and you're um you become more accepting to, uh, about who you are and um that is generally how what happens to most most people of course there are exceptions there is something about it that you're like this is me i'm gonna just be unapologetically me and and, and by the way there are some people that will always just stay like like stay full covered because that's their style but their confidence is still very much Great. there you yeah, yeah of course yeah, absolutely. yeah. So not everyone has to you know show skin it's not like we don't put pressure on anyone to do that but it is kind of that natural progression in terms of my style i don't go extremely showy well <laughs> to my standards i don't go i i don't like to you know um show too much but i also don't i, I don't like to be fully covered either i have a little bit of a balance that i like to strike because that's who i am and that's that's okay it's, that's your self-expression as an artist do you know what i mean and everyone's exactly. different and you have to pave your own kind of way in terms of what you're comfortable with and how you want to express yourself. And I guess like you've been doing it a long time now, like that is, that is going to naturally evolve as a performer, as an artist, like you're going to try things out and be inquisitive and, you know, yes. and find your own thing, but also just like sometimes just kind of break out your own mold and go, what if I try this? And that keeps the creativity and the passion alive I'm sure do you know what I mean when you get to exactly. your standard where you're just always trying to think of new ideas and new things to to do and put out in the world and yeah I'm just always like I really admire um especially when I see like on you know in pole dancing classes and stuff like if they've got like a social media presence where people have given their permission to to put them in, you know on their social media and they're obviously learning a routine or um they've learned a new trick or something and they're not professional they are just learners um mm -hmm. but you know that they are happy for that that to be out in the world and I think like it, it, that celebration of like everybody can dance everybody can move their body yes. it, all shapes all sizes all ages all abilities all genders pole dancing dance in general is for everyone for everyone for everyone yeah I was uh training um one one of my clients a couple days ago and she is turning 40 next um next week she's unbelievable like the things that she she's just so well we do flexibility training so she's just so bendy her name is julie we do a lot of like um uh, uh chest stands together and stuff and anyways she was just saying that um uh, that there was one person in her class that was like oh no i i won't be able to uh like like i think i think her the person said something like I only have another year of dance left. And then after she was like, oh, why is that? And she was like, well, I'm turning 40 next year. What? And then after Julie, Julie was like, uh, so does that mean I only have one more week of dance left? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and then um, it, it's just funny because like dance is for everyone. It really is. I mean, and it's for all ages. I, I hope I can still be, you know, performing at 60, 65, like, yes. you know what I mean? <laughs> as long as I stay consistent. <laughs> so yeah, I, I really don't feel like there should be a timeline as to when your dance career ends. No, well, as someone who is 40, I'm like, better not be a deadline because I'm, I'm past it. I was 40 in September. And it's exactly. so funny because I was teaching this week, I was teaching a, a group of like really young wee ones that were like you know four and five years old and um the other tutor was like Lisa's here today and she's going to do some dance with you and this wee boy spun around and looked at me and he was like you're too old to dance yeah. and thought it was like hilarious right and I was like sorry 
And he was like, you're too old to dance. And I was like, right, do you really think so? Oh, well, let's see then. So we got up and we did a bit of like a disco dance with him. And afterwards I was like, so do you think that Lisa's too old to dance? And he just kind of looked to me like, um, I don't think so. I think, you know, he didn't say much, but he definitely didn't say no. And I was like, I wonder where that came from. Like, first of all, thanks, pal, for it. Pointing out my age, <laughs> I'm not sure what age you thought I was. Um, I didn't, I didn't ask, but um, yeah, like I'm such an advocate of that, like, and also like learning new skills at any age as well. Like, amen. You know, if you haven't been a dancer, if you haven't explored like movement, and then all of a sudden you you want to have a go, um, and and obviously there is a privilege attached to be able to go to classes. I know, like you obviously said earlier on, like it, it can be an expensive hobby yeah. or sport or you know and, and like we have to acknowledge that that not everybody has access but I think if you can and if you want to and even if it's just like sticking on music in your house and just dancing around like that's for everybody like Amen. everybody Amen. should be able to do that yes for sure and like just the way that we that we see all ages run marathons why, why is dance any different it's, it's fitness at, at the end of the day, we should always be moving always like, you know, going for a walk when you're 90, all, all that kind of stuff. So like in my, my like gospel is just always be moving. Cause that is the key to just, you know, being happier. Like for me, when I don't move, I am not a happy person. So it's just the key to being happier. And then when you're happier, you're a better person. So movement really aligns with like, just me, like the human being that I want to be is aligned with being um, a dancer. I wonder, is there is there a hostility towards pole dancing? Because obviously you mentioned earlier on like the history of pole dancing that comes yes. from yes. strippers yes. and sex workers. Yes. Um, do you think there is still or continues to be a narrative around pole dancing like that people misunderstand it? Oh, so much, so much. So like sometimes i actually realize that i'm a bit in a bubble and that's okay but i i'm definitely in a bubble because like everything in my life is pole and my followers are predominantly uh, polers or aerialists or sex positive people so i'm very much in this bubble and then after there are moments where i get confronted with people outside of the bubble <laughs> and when i do get those moments i'm like it's shocking to me it's shocking but i I have to just remind myself, all right, like I'm just a privileged person that's able to live in this, in this, you know, happy go lucky bubble. There are people out there that maybe don't condone what I do. Um, so to give you an example, um, I love my, my father to, so much, but he is a Jehovah's Witness. So he is more conservative, definitely. And um, there are definitely some parts about my pole dancing that I just feel like I should hide or just not be, or be more discreet about. So he loves, he used to be, by the way, like my mental trainer back in the day when I used to be like a, an athlete. Um, sorry, not used to be an athlete. I, I still am an athlete. But when I used to train as a track and field runner um, and all that stuff, he used to be a big part of my, tr my, my training like routine. He would help me with a lot of the mental stuff, but then he'd also help me with the physical stuff. So we have that bond uh, that about like, you know, sport and athletics. Yeah. So when I talk to him about pole I really do try to show that part of pole which is athlete sport etc I'm not going to be like I'm gonna go dance with my eight inch heels like you know do you get what I mean I um I, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. don't sell that part or show him that yeah. part of it 
and I know that he's aware that it's it's yes. he's aware, but I'm just not going to hone in on that with him to protect my energy, to protect his energy, to you know protect our relationship. Um, and I'm 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 okay with that. Yeah, that well, seems I'm, very sensible. That because it's your dad, yeah. and that's an important relationship that you've got, and that's how it works yeah. for you. But like you're saying, I think when you're in your bubble, and then you get you know other people try to burst that bubble, or they come in and they're like, "What is this?" I think that's the spaces where then you're quite within your right to go. Yes, this is absolutely what it is, and we absolutely celebrate it. And you know, yeah. I think yeah. it's educating people because I think what you don't sure. know, you don't necessarily understand. For sure. And there are some people who are, you know, very progressive that, you know, I'll, I'll bump into like, because when I go back home, I'll go to some events and I'll bump into some people that I haven't seen in years and they'll be like, wow, I see what you're doing. And like, you're like, uh, like, you're doing amazing. You know what I mean? And but then after I've also um, bumped into some people that I can tell that when I tell them what I do, there's just that little, I can just see the, what's happening, you know, in that little I see your judgy judginess. Judge, judgment, but I don't care because if you're judging me, then I don't really need you in my life, you know? Um, it's all about, once again, protecting your energy. So I I really like, I couldn't care less if you don't like what I do, because it's, it's, it's me that really, at the end of the day, it's me that needs to live in my body, in my, in my life, you know, it's my consciousness that I need to take care of. So I way rather just, you know, maybe put you at a little bit of a distance and then just keep doing what makes me the most happy, which is doing, doing what I do. So, um, yeah, I think be being in this, you know, I, I would say that we are a marginalized community and there is definitely stigma when you, um, are in it, and you, you see how other people kind of, you know, treat you, it's real that will help with understanding where those people are in in your life. But it's 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 good. It's good because then it helps you filter out who deserves your time. That is so empowering to even hear that, like Kenneth, yeah. because everybody values the opinion of others. Of course you do. Like we're human beings. Like what people yeah. say to is like, you know, the kind of phrase like sticks and stones are break my bones but words will never hurt me like words are can be hurtful do you know what I mean yeah, but yeah. I, I, and but I think personally I'm the kind of person that's like like me like me like me and the minute somebody doesn't I'm like oh I must make you like me and I, I just find it really empowering where you're sitting there going no 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 this is what I do and I, I am absolutely owning it and it, the thing is you're not doing something that's harmful like it's not oh. harmful to MD it's, oh. it's beautiful like you know there's nothing bad about it you know mm. and I think I just really admire you that you, that is your attitude that you're like I don't need that negativity so thank you bye yeah <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. like next exactly and I think that's so I'm important because like, they're, they're they're not gonna pay my bills you know I'm Correct. paying my bills doing what I want to do you know I like do you want to pay my bills no okay then let me do what I'm doing you know and, this is the way, and I'm choosing to do it this way I mean, getting to do something you love as your profession, what what a gift! But it's not, but it's not been given to you. You've you've, you know, curated and created that. That's you. That's your determination. That's your hard work. That's all this stuff that you don't see in social media. All the years of perfecting your art, um, and becoming a teacher and making space for other people and the juggling act of that. I mean, I know it well because I have performed and I've taught and choreographing and doing other bits around having your own business, like just running your own stuff is hard. Um, 
and it is a skill and it is a determination and not everybody can necessarily do all of that at the same time well looking as fabulous in eight inch heels as you do <laughs> thank you thank you um if there's any advice that i can give um is don't be shy to delegate um or to you know ask for help so there there, there did come a time where uh, i'm once again very lucky because i my sister is a, a web designer um so i asked her if she wanted to like just start doing some work for me. So she basically created my website from the ground up. Uh, I have like weekly meetings with her and, you know, and having help has helped me focus on what I need to do. So like she, for example, can make my website, but she can't necessarily come up with class plans. That's my, my I need to do that, you know, so things that are really imperative that I need to do for my brand, I do. And then after things that maybe I like, like I could have probably learned how to do a web, make a website, but that would have taken me a year, who knows, or months. And that, and to be honest, if she's there and she's very skilled at it and she enjoys doing it, then why not just give her that, that role? And so she's helped me a lot. So asking for help, I feel has really, um, like has, has really become evident to me that that needs to always be done. If I want to take my, my art to the next level Hmm. and also like, and, once again, I, I, I am like acknowledging the privilege because not everyone is able to, you know, pay for help and whatever, but it, it is just some, some of those things that you just have to make that sacrifice um, and bite the bullet to, of course. to push forward, you know? Yeah, to progress. I, because uh-huh. I, I guess you get to a certain level and then you go, right, you could, we could stay here and this is, this is great. This is lovely what we're doing here, the, keeping it this, the size that it is. But if I do want to grow and expand, then I have to let people into that bubble. Yeah. I'm sure you've had so much support from just the community, like the poll community and people that come to your classes and that, mm-hmm. you know, people can see that you're doing well and the, the effort and energy and, talent and skill that you put into what you do and what you deliver as as not only like you know an artist but also as a teacher I think people are great at bigging you up I mean certainly I think here in Scotland I don't know what it's like um in Canada or, or even like in Australia but yeah but like I think in Scotland like we are pretty good at getting behind people when they're doing something great and saying like championing them Mm, I, I definitely have felt the the community for sure, like the support of the community. Um, but I would say that it's it's the poll community as a whole, uh, not like yes, it's definitely Scotland for sure. But just from all walks of life, the poll community they really really like just stick together and they they're always standing up for each other, standing up for what's right. Uh, Polars are really inspiring because they are very vocal. So, and I love that, you know, they're very vocal. A lot of them just have that, you know, activist energy. And I love that because they don't stay silent, you know, uh, they're very vocal. So yeah, I, I love the poll community. Um, I want to be part of it forever. Like looking at your social media and I have been kind of, I promise I've not been stalking you, but I have been following you for a, a while. <laughs> and um. I'm interested in like highlights of your career thus far, things that maybe were a bit unexpected, things that came along. You're like, whoa, how did I end up in this room with these people doing this thing? Yeah. Oh, God. I, you know, you're just putting like a smile on my face because like some of these things I've definitely like I believe in manifestation. So when it actually happens, you're just like, what? Like the universe is crazy. Me moving to Glasgow was the best thing that I that could have happened for my pole career, I think. 
Um, and the reason for that was because, so I, I just wanted to give you a backstory of me and my partner, James. So I met James in, in Australia when I went to, so remember that I went to Australia on a whim. And then after yes. that led to me, that led to me becoming a professional pole dancer and also meeting my, my life partner. So yes. that, that is why I say that when you have that, like, you know, that gut feeling, that intuition, yes, it was convinced to me by my sister, but also my gut said yes. And yes. I think it's important to always follow that gut feeling. I think had I said no, my gut would have been like, what the hell, what the hell, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Thank God my, my good girlfriend, Steph, also was like, yeah, I'm down to come with you. So we went together. So the first month of being in Australia, I met James. We went to um, a house party and I met him there and I've been with him ever since. So um, moving to Glasgow, which is where he's from, we, uh, well, he's actually from Larkal. So after Australia, because we only were able to stay there for two years yes. um, because of the visa, we moved to Larkal first, which is, you know, just on the outskirts of Glasgow, stayed there for about 10 months just to get our to get our bearings mm. it also by the way we moved there uh february 2020 right as COVID hit so wow. it was a very very scary time for me especially in like this new country during okay. a pandemic living with my boyfriend's family like don't have an apartment don't have anything that really has my name on it barely have a bank card no money it was very very it was, so it was, it was a, a crazy time but when i go when i look back i'm like wow like shit has changed since then you yeah. know so i'm yeah. very grateful but one of the um most serendipitous things that happened was uh how i got headhunted from pole junkie and uh, the reason for that was because at the height of the blm movement i decided uh to um organize a big pole fundraiser to uh donate ch to charities that or organizations sorry that were um fighting against police brutality so I decided to organize these um, and uh, they ended up, you know, raising, we ended up raising over 5,000 pounds to, wow. um, to donate. Yeah, the poll community really, even though no one knew who I was, they literally was like, well, this girl is, you know, doing something cool. Let's stick behind her. Everyone yeah. was sharing these fundraisers, everyone. And then Poll Junkie heard about it and they were like, uh, hey, we would like to contribute, you know, um, uh, so like what one one day they basically sent out a newsletter to everyone saying that like on this day, we're going to donate like this, this amount, this percentage, I think it was like 10 or 15 percentage of, of all of our sales to Kiana's fundraiser. So then Gosh. after that was how we kind of that's how we kind of uh, met each other. Mm. through that. And then after that, um, they had asked me, would you also want to do a, a story takeover and just basically just speak to come onto our Instagram for a whole day and just tell us about, you know, what it's like being a pole dancer of color and it, especially in the pole world and just talk to us, let us let let us in, you know, and I, um, I, I did that. And then after I guess after that, they were just like, we really like the way you work and the way you present yourself or and they were like, do you want to be our social media manager? So I started off jobless. Then after I was a social media manager for a very, very well known, like polewear brand uh, that I was following back in Australia, like I knew yeah. about pole junkie for a while, I just had no idea they were based in in Glasgow, you know what I mean? So that was very serendipitous. And it was all from being, you know, trying to be a good person, trying to make a change. That is how I got headhunted from them. And then after that, um, like having that job um, definitely sparked some opportunities because it did give me a platform to, to really, you know, do what I love in terms of content creation, showing my 
my, my skills as a, as a dancer, etc. So that was so that and then now I'm the creative lead. So um, where I have a little bit more role than a social media manager, but all that to say was that move to Glasgow was just like, what the hell did not expect for that to happen. Um, another highlight I would say was um, I, um, I competed in uh, pole theater which is a competition that is, takes place in Peterborough last, last April, the one that I had mentioned. This was the first time that my family were, were, were gonna come all the way from Canada to come and watch me compete. Wow. At, yeah, and I was, it was also my first competition since Australia. So I was very out of practice and it was my first time competing in the pro category. So I was nervous AF. I was like, almost like imposter syndrome. I'm like, I don't deserve to be in this category, but here we are. And I ended up um, winning the, in that category. So the category is called Classique. So uh, Classique is definitely the category that is more about uh, like sensuality. And um, it, it's um, so, cause pole theater has different categories and Classique is the one where, yeah, it's more sexy, the sexy category. So oh, yeah. um, I, I, uh, I, I walked away with the title and I was just, you know, over the moon. So that was a huge, a huge highlight for me. Um, and then, uh, and I did um, see, I did see a, an announcement that you made very recently about a performance that you're going to be doing soon for a very well-known artist. Yes, yes, uh, I'll be performing at the Snoop Dogg concert at the Hydro in Mar on March 16th. So yeah, that that's definitely going to be a highlight. You know, um, I'm manifesting that all things will go well. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, definitely going to be a highlight too. Or even just being confirmed uh, to do that is a highlight for sure. Um, and then I would say that the another my last one that I will go over is just um, being invited to teach at the off the pole retreat in Thailand. So that is next week. So I fly on um, on Tuesday and I'm going to be teaching a pole retreat um, in Phuket. So yeah, that, that was very thank you, Sarah Scott. Uh, that was a very amazing opportunity that got given to me. So yeah, this is my first time ever going to Asia for work. That is yeah. tremendous. I hope you have yeah. the best time. But you, you know that like the opportunities that have been presented. And yes, absolutely. And and I very much believe like, you know, people are so kind and and, and do keep your mind for things when they know you're good at what you do. And like my, my career wouldn't be what it is if it hadn't been for other people. But also, Tiana, you are somebody who is a go-getter and, and makes these things happen. And you know, you put yourself in the right spot, you put yourself in the right frame of mind. You are somebody that says yes to things if your gut tells you. And I think that's really important to acknowledge that, that you have made this happen, this life, this career, this, you know, this community that you've also built for yourself, the people that, you know, do your online classes and in person, like that was all you. And I think it's just like acknowledging that that is both broad and brave if we're talking about the title of this podcast. Like I really admire you. I think it's tremendous. It's great just to see somebody who's really great at what they do exceeding and doing it really well and enjoying it thank you thank that that means so much and yeah i'm i'm very very grateful for the opportunities that have been presented but yes i do agree that you th there is that that mixture of the, like i guess luck but then after there's also the hustle <laughs> it's sometimes it's a bit of both being at the right place at the right time I, I I had no control over meeting a Scottish boy. That just yeah. happened. But then after, like you know, I guess. But me, you know, starting that uh, that fundraiser put me out mm -hmm. there for people to see. And it wasn't by it wasn't at all to be headhunted. No, it was, of course it not. It was just to it was just following once again my gut. My gut told me you should do something to help, even if it's small. Just do something. And I and then that led to 
something yeah. else. So yeah. But it's nice I, to see that good things happen to good people because you did do that because it was important to you and you wanted to make some sort of difference. You wanted to help in some sort of way, which mm-hmm. it did. And it's just lovely to hear that you were also kind of rewarded in return for that energy and that effort that you put in the world. I think like, you know, your was it your vibe attracts your tribe type vibes like that. That you know that it's so all these things are true, I think. You know, it's what you put out into the world and hopefully you get it back in spades. And um I'm just like delighted that we we're able to to do this and you know I was able to learn more about your just your journey and your background and everything that you've achieved thus far and it's dead exciting to see what you're going to do next I mean this trip to Thailand alone like I'm looking forward to just seeing all the content from there yeah yeah I'm very very excited I'm like still a bit nervous right now getting all my little like last bits in order but when I'm on the plane I'm going to be like whoo let's do this it's happening (laughs) and I wonder before we I'm very aware of time and I don't want to hold you too long because you are very busy you are going to Thailand very soon um is there like a I'll ask this I need to come up with a better phrase like a bucket list for want of a better phrase is there things that you are like you say manifesting hoping for making waves to for things to happen and if so are you happy to share any of them is there like a if that happened that'd be really cool um yes okay (laughs) (laughs) I like so like this whole like you know performance with Snoop Dogg I would love to see more of those types of opportunities so performing on big stages I I have seen um like pole dancers perform alongside DJs at big music festivals I've seen that and I I would love to do that my sister went to this uh big festival in Vancouver called Bass Coast and there was a, there was a pole dancer performing next to, to to a DJ. She like when she was there, she was like sending me videos, and I was like, cool. Like she, she was amazing, amazing. And I was like, oh, I would I would love you know to do that. I know that also there's another one, another big name. She's based in uh, I think she's based in New York slash LA. She does I think both. But anyways, she got to com- uh, she got to um, perform at Usher's concert in Vegas, um, and like she's incredible she's incredible but like just seeing like I have my eyes on on like performance opportunities too that I would like to you know one day experience if it doesn't happen then at least at least I tried you know what I mean so I would like to figure out ways to just you know do more big performances um because that at the end of the day that is my my passion I love to perform and I love to teach so um more more retreats as well more retreats teaching at more retreats teaching more workshops around the world just i guess just doing it more and see and just seeing more meeting more people um yeah that's kind of what i'm manifesting at the moment um maybe one day like i can even be on like a who knows a tv show who knows <laughs> at, at this point at this point i'm kind of just you know just doing what i'm doing um and uh I'll see what what opportunities present themselves. I am looking for an agent. If if you happen to know anyone, I would like to maybe get an agent just because I do feel like right now it's getting to that point where I'm because I just have a lot of of work to do. It's hard for me to go and like find opportunities. Um, usually the opportunities that I come, they, they literally just they're they're in my DMs, you know. But I actually it's hard for me to actually go and go out and search where I feel like if I maybe had help with that. Um, that would maybe, you know, take it to the next level. So, but I guess at the end of the day, it's more, it's doing what I'm doing, but on a larger scale. Everything you're saying that you would like to manifest and like to happen, I'm like, that should be happening. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure it's it's just anytime soon. I mean, like the, when you announced the Snoop Dogg thing, I was like, 
of course like you're yeah. you're you're just incredible so yeah i just wish for you all of that and more like i think you're just amazing thank you so much i really appreciate you taking the time to have me and yeah, I'm looking forward to this episode dropping <laughs> <laughs> You're just also like so easy to talk to and you uh, ask like such great questions and you you just made me feel like just super comfortable throughout this entire chat. So thank you for being you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so kind. That means so such a lot. Like it, I, the online thing is tricky sometimes because you, you know, you want to make people feel safe in this space, but you're like, but you're in Glasgow and I'm in Bell and but like you know it's been an absolute joy to, to to chat with you like your energy comes right through the screen and grabs me so I am um, it's just been a, it's been a joy um um but just before you go I do a random thing called the hangamajigs right and these are just okay. like random questions that I like to ask my guests and I wonder if you could indulge me just in a quick few because it's became a bit of a tradition on the podcast you of see of course of course let's do it here's one you obviously possess many talents do you possess any hidden talents like have you got like a wee sneaky thing that you can do that nobody not a lot of people know about uh i'm really i'm good at pac-man <laughs> that's so specific i love it i'm good at i i when i when i go to nq64 which is around the corner i'm just at the pac-man station the whole time and i'm trying to get the I, I try to get the high score. Last time I, I was literally number two. Like I was one off from getting the high score of the night. So I'm like, and there are some pretty intense gamers out there in the world. And I, and I was like, literally, I was like, I think a hundred points below the high score. Hadn't played Pac-Man in so long. And so, but it just, it's just, it's innate in just me. Just natural, stay there. Stay there. <laughs> no ends to your talents, I love it. <laughs> Love so what you're saying is if you want to get up the pole you can be a professional pack man or is that even a word pac-man pac player pac-man i'm hey i'm sure that in today's day and age you can be a pro, a pro any gamer like Correct. any type of game because gaming is just you know gaming is the future so what you're saying is like watch out gamers because you might i mean yeah. maybe come for that top spot yeah, yeah exactly exactly um where is your happy place kiana mm. I feel very, very happy when I am on stage, on stage performing. What's the one photo you wish you'd taken? So is there, has there been an opportunity where you, there's just not been a camera there um, or someone's not had a camera and you just wish you had, it's, it's in your memory, but you wish you had that physical photo of it? Yes. I, I would say it was just uh, once where I got to, I, I was pranked on a, uh, um, in, in a prank talk show in LA. Um, my friend Bianca, anyway, signed me up to, uh, she, without me knowing, she put my name down as like someone to get pranked. And basically I, when we were living in LA, the whole show is all about pranking people. And okay. I had the craziest prank of all time uh, and it happened like in like an actual um like a like, like a, a television studio and there were literally like i think a hundred people there watching it and my god yeah yeah and anyways the prank was great it's a bit of a long story so i won't get into it but the prank was great but i would have loved to just have proof of it because every <laughs> time i tell people about this only bianca is my witness uh <laughs> because unfortunately it never it never aired i think it's just because of my 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 common collected reaction to it. <laughs> I, I think they want like crazy reactions to be aired, but um, yeah, it was one of those pranks where um, I got like 
this type of yogurt sprayed all over my face in front of a hundred people. I didn't know I was at it. Do you get what I mean? She yes. basically conv told me, we're just going to this talk show. You're going to be a, um, you're going to just be in the audience. But had, I did not know that the whole night that was supposed to be a prank on me. So everyone oh, there knew that was I that was the one being pranked. Yeah. It, it, it's for a, a television show. You know how LA is, you know, it's very, they put a lot of time into their, their production. So yeah, there was literally a hundred people in that room in the television studios. I think it was and I feel like you need to get her back. Like, surely you need to get Bianca back for that. <laughs> She's out there doing big things. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I one day, one day, yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're still you're smiling about it. It didn't like kill the friendship. <laughs> oh no, no, no! It it was like one of the craziest nights of my life because like when everyone turned to me and was like, "You're being pranked," I was like, I thought I was dreaming. Do you get what I mean? Like. <laughs> You know, and then there's cameras on me and stuff. And like, I'm literally in, I think it was CBS studios. Like it's an actual like Hollywood studio. That's um, mental. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine music plays a big part in your life because as a performer and a dancer and choreographer, what song would definitely get you on the dance floor every single time? I, I love Rihanna. I love Rihanna. I know that it's like very trending right now, but like, I do love her and my last performance I uh, I did like a little bit a bit of a tribute to her I did two of two songs by Rihanna I just kind of mixed them together and I just you know tried to be a, a badass bitch the whole time um so yeah any pretty much any Rihanna song I'm like I'm I'm down with it I love mm -hmm. her she's such a boss and I yeah I really admire her I would have said this before the Super Bowl by the way <laughs> of course you're like I'm a diehard yeah. fan I was there I was there from the beginning yeah. Yeah, literally though, literally. Fundamentally, fundamentally. Yes, still my favorite. Yeah, I I actually got to see Rihanna live when she was like when that song just came out, um, and she was opening for Gwen Stefani. Opening, can you believe? Yes, I saw Rihanna back in the day. <laughs> I was there. I was there before. I was there before when she was an opener. Let's be real. That's like that's crazy. That's that crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, <laughs> And the last question that I do ask everyone, because it's called the Bra and the Brave, is what is your favourite Scots word or phrase? Oh my gosh, I, I can answer this in a heartbeat. Okay. Shy Wayne's don't get sweeties. Yes! Oh, I would get it tattooed on me. <laughs> Not actually. That but just like, sums you up. That just literally sums you up. Literally, Shy Wayne's don't get sweeties. You, If you don't ask, you don't receive. So you need to ask whether it's, you know, asking the universe or asking people like the same way that you, you know, just slid into my DMs and you asked if I wanted to be on the show. You know, you have to ask and see and and, and see what happens, you know? So like uh, sometimes the answer will be not what you expect. So always just ask and see what happens and then it could create magic. So true, so true. And I'm so grateful that I did have the guts to message you that day that I was feeling a bit gallus as we say here in Scotland and, yes. I, and I messaged you and I'm so delighted and just so thankful that you did say yes to Kiana Walker thank you so much for being the bra on the brave I wish you all the very best and mm -hmm. you're in the clan now so whatever you're doing keep us posted and I'll be happy to let the world of the, the, the bra brave clan know what you're up to Yay, thank you so much for having me. Um, and I can't wait to, uh, you know, hear this episode drop. And yeah, um, best of luck with everything. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Bra and the Brave, a podcast about people and their passions. Join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests.
Bye for now.